Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, May the 2nd. And we come to you after a disappointing weekend of Phillies baseball. Not a, a complete and total disaster, but disasterish. No. Uh look, started off horrendously, got good in the middle, and then ended horrendously. So the Phillies lose the three game series to the Mets. They lose the first and last game of the series, the first in embarrassing fashion, the last in disappointing fashion. And Second one was a nice win along the way, but ultimately a disappointing series up in New York as the Phillies unable to gain any ground on the Mets. In fact, lose a little ground. The Phillies now one game under 500. The Mets continue to plug along with the best record in baseball right now. So certainly a frustrating series for the Phillies. And look, you're going to see them again immediately. The Phillies are off today, a needed off day, I would say. And then uh, Rangers come to town for two and uh, a quick two-gamer with the Texas Rangers. And then, boom, four more with the Mets. Thursday through Sunday, right here in Philadelphia. Massive, massive, massive series for this. Like, just a gargantuan series for this. What What a massively important series for this Phillies team. Again, you know, it's too early to to throw the season away, to lose the season, to panic, to worry, but it's a big set here. You know, you've lost two of three and then two of three to the Mets. You've only won two series this season. Um, You're game under 500. You know, who knows what you're after Texas, but you hope you can take advantage of Texas. It's a big, big series coming up this weekend against the Mets. Big four-gamer at home. Um, you'll have played 10 games against the Mets already this season after that. So, you know, more than half your allotment of games against the Mets will be over by the end of this week. Pretty crazy. And that is at least seemingly right now, the number one contender in the NL East that the Phillies have to vie with as the Mets have been the best team in baseball from a record perspective and, and, and from a play perspective. I mean, we saw it over the weekend. They outplayed the Phillies. The Mets deserved to win the series. The Mets were absolutely the better baseball team over the last three days. I don't think there's any question about it. Mets are, Mets play better baseball. Flat out. That doesn't mean that they're uh, going to stay a better team, but right now the, the Mets are absolutely a better team than the Phillies. Flat out. That's what it is. Phillies need to be better. Phillies need to do better. And again, it's early. Not freak out time or anything like that, but you know you saw the Mets handle them this weekend. You know you did, and and grant the Phillies take one, which is huge. You needed the one, but really a uh, a disappointing weekend on the whole. Well, let's dive into it all as some some particular notes of disappointment. Joe Girardi, I'm coming for you, um, but let's start with Friday, which you know doesn't get much more embarrassing than getting no hit, does it? 
You know, there there are a few things that your baseball team can do that can embarrass you less than your team getting no-hit. The New York Mets had, prior to Friday, thrown one no-hitter in the history of their franchise. Well, it's two now. It's two. A combined no-hitter. The Mets mow down the Phillies. Taylor McGill... Smith, Joely Rodriguez, uh, Seth Lugo, Edwin Diaz, all combine. Drew Smith, all combine for a five-person and no-hitter. Now, the Phillies got six walks, so it wasn't like there weren't any base runners, but just shut down. Absolutely shut down. No-hitter from the New York Mets over the Phillies. Nola was, you know, okay. Not great. You want to see him step up and be a little better, but Nola goes six innings, three runs, nine strikeouts, seven hits, no walks. I mean, that's okay. You know, it was looking good, gave up a late homer to Alonzo in the sixth, really cruising until the fifth, and then ran into some trouble. On the whole, you know, you want to see Nola, you know, be perfect every time I get that. I don't, I, Nola wasn't bad. I'm not going to blame Nola for this one. I'm going to blame the no hits. No hits. None. The Phillies got no hit. By the Mets. Ah, it's such a bummer. It was such a bummer to watch. It was a bummer as it's happening. It's just one of those things that that is just, it's embarrassing. There's really no other way to put it. It is, it sucks the lifeblood out of you when you watch your team get no hit because there's just so little hope throughout the process of it. And you feel it as it's happening. You know, you're, you're, you're not oblivious to it. It's very clear that your team is not putting the ball in play at any sort of consistent clip and certainly not obviously getting any hits off those balls in play. You know, you feel it. You're watching the game and there's just, it's that feeling of, of you know, despair when you're watching a baseball game. Like there is nothing that can happen that is going to change the fortunes of my team tonight. And that's what it felt like on Friday night. It felt like, there was literally no chance the Phillies were going to win that baseball game. None. Zero. And I mean, God, like, look, it's baseball, right? People get no hit. Doesn't happen that often, only a few times a year if that. But people get no hit. It happens. The Phillies have gotten no hit before. Not the first time, won't be the last. But it doesn't take away from from the embarrassment of it, the the... You know, how gross it is to watch as a fan. You know, it it happens, but it doesn't mean it's any easier to stomach. And it certainly wasn't. It was hard to stomach. I was angry with the Phillies on Friday night. Legitimately angry. Disappointed, embarrassed, angry. And what are we doing here? And I think it's particularly frustrating in the opener in that you go into this series with such high hopes, such just period hope. Look, you're coming off the four-game sweep of the Rockies. You're starting to maybe not feel quite as bad about the team as we all did for the first couple weeks of the season and the, the panic and the stress and all that stuff, and they sweep the Rockies, and it's like, okay, okay, we're back in this. You know, it's it's, it's a, let's chill out. We're good. Then you have the biggest series of the season in New York against the Mets, and, and you you open it with this. You open it by sh- not showing up in the B 
biggest possible way you cannot show up. The single number one way you cannot show up is to just show up and not get it. And that's it. That's the peak. Am I right? I mean, that is peak not showing up. You're there. You don't get a hit. You go home. Just a really uninspiring start to the series. And again, it was it was a bummer. It was very disappointing in the moment. Now, I will say, them bouncing back on Saturday was nice to see. And again, I'm you know we're not throwing any bouquets, any any roses for them, but they did come back on Saturday after that disastrous, disastrous experience on Friday. They get no hit, you know, just an embarrassing display in such an important game. They showed up on Saturday. Now it took a little while to get going for both teams, as it felt like the Phillies were never going to score another run against the Phillies, but. Uh, Saturday night a little bit better. So they go down five nothing. Uh, excuse me, they go down one nothing in the fifth. RBI ground out. Uh, Gibby ran into some trouble there. Can't get through the fifth. Ultimately, not a good outing from Gibson. Struggled a bit, but not horrendous. Four and a third. One run unearned. Two hits. Five walks is the real problem there in the three strikeouts. So not a good one. But but again, Gibby, you know, not bad. Uh, only the second time he's failed to get through five. This season, and for the most part, you know, Gibby's been very good. ERA under three on the season. Um, and uh, actually, Cozy Alvarado, who, uh, you know, will get to Sunday, didn't work out, but he came in and, and um, got a big double play here, got him out of it, like massive, really big play there, saved runs. And then you get to the seventh, and the Phillies open it up finally. Kyle Schwarber, boom! Big time two-run shot in the seventh. The Phillies would add a couple more after that. A Reese Hoskins homer in the eighth. Hoskins smokes one. Nice to see that as Hoskins has obviously been struggling, batting 197 at this point in this game on the season. Um, And, uh, look, the offense wasn't a juggernaut, but uh, six hits, four runs, it was enough to get the job done as the pitching really shut it down after that. Alvarado gets those big outs, then Norwood gets the win. Clean innings for Anthony. A two uh, gets two outs, uh, two needed outs. Familia come in, gets some outs, and then Corey Knable shuts it down. A four to one victory, a needed four to one victory, and and we'll get to the disappointment of Sunday in a sec. But again, I, I did. I, I'd be lying if I didn't say, in you know, in the moment that um, that I was really impressed with their bouncing. I mean, impressed is a strong word. They they did get no hit the night before. But I was really, um, I was, I was happy that they had found a way to bounce back after getting no hit, and especially in a game where um, runs were at a premium, especially you know, kind of early on portion of the game, to not panic, to not, you know, start to recede into yourself after the the no hit night before, and then that spot. I, I did appreciate that, and I thought that was nice to see from the Phils. You know, Gibby. Gave him enough. The bullpen really came through. And then some big hits. Kyle Schwarber seemed like the, the Philly who came to bring the hits this weekend, as not many others did. Um, massive day on Sunday. And look, this huge Schwarber get going. Schwarber leading the team in home runs. If Schwarber would have two on Sunday. Um, he is um, now up to seven on the season, most on the team. But um, it was really nice to see the bounce back win on Saturday. Less nice when you think about Sunday as they come back on Sunday and they just get beat. They lose 10 to 6. Um, wasn't that close. It was close for a while. Um, really, the Phillies were in and then the fifth kind of separated, never got back there. Phillies get out in front early, a Schwarber homer in the second. 
Um, then the Mets take the lead 2-1. Then Schwarber in the fourth off Scherzer again. And this one, two-run shot to make 3-2. I don't know how Kyle Schwarber hit this ball out of the ballpark. He went down on one knee and kind of golfed this ball out. I Honestly, I... I don't, I've not seen many home runs like this. This is one of those, like, this man has more strength than any human being should to be able to hit a ball from one knee, essentially, like that, that he did. Unbelievable. And it was thrilling. We're feeling it there as it's 4-3, or excuse me, 3-2, but then uh, then it was, you know, then it was over. The Mets tie it up in the fourth, then at 3-3, then 4-3, 6-3, as Zach Eflin just did not have it. A rough outing for Eflin. Eflin goes four and a third, five earned, three strikeouts, eight hits. Rough day for Eflin. Um, and then, uh, to be fair, some of those runs, it was close when Eflin left the game. Jose Alvarado comes in for the second night in a row, and the odds that Alvarado would come in and do well two nights in a row, come on, right? And he didn't, and he gave up. The base is loaded. All the runs scored. It wasn't great. And it, that's what broke the game open. Um, it was 3-3, then it was 4-3, then it was 6-3. And that was thanks to Jose Alvarado. And I guess really by proxy, thanks to Joe Girardi, who decided to go to Jose Alvarado in the most important spot of the game two nights in a row. I, I don't really have a, a... I don't know what to say next. Like, I'm done. That's all I got to say. Because that is asinine! What are we doing here? Why is Jose Alvarado the guy you're going to in those spots? I know there isn't a ton of talent here, but geez, Louise. Disastrous showing there from Alvarado. Alvarado gives up those runs. The Mets never look back. Ultimately went to 10-6. It was 10-4 until Camargo Homer with two outs left in the ninth. And just a, 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 a genuinely disappointing performance. And then we get to the most disappointing part of the game, which you know, who'd have thunk it with the game pretty much over in the ninth, we would get the most disappointing part of the game, but um, Mets Philly has been some feistiness and I'm looking forward to this series this weekend for partly this reason it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out but um, uh, Lopez in the ninth pitching for the Mets um, throws a pitch um, like kind of under Kyle Schwarber's legs you know Lopez and um, and the ump issues warnings it's like enough we're not doing this in the ninth inning no worry blah 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 you know you your bench your bench comes out and does that so it does the whole thing right and then the next batter, the guy hits Alec Bohm in the back? And nothing happens? What? I don't, I, I'm like floored. I don't get it. So not only does nothing happen from the umpire, I mean, the guy just runs out at first and then they end the game. Like, and So hold up. You gave warnings because he threw a Schwarber or you think he did or whatever. And then he hits Alec Bohm in the back. Bohm throws his bat down and he just like walked first and that was it? So that made literally zero, like, honestly, less than zero sense. I can remember few things in recent history that have made less sense in the moment than that did to me based on the situation. But you know what made even less sense? And I guess it does make some sense because, look, I'm not surprised because we've seen this this corpse routine before, but Joe Girardi just sits on the bench during the whole thing like he's not even, not like he's not even there. Like, he's not even watching the baseball game. Joe, are you watching the baseball game? Did you see what just happened when your player got hit in the back and then threw his bat down and got all pissed off because they had just issued warnings about throwing at people? And he said after the game that he didn't think it was on purpose. Who cares, Joe? Your team just got their asses beat in the most important game of the season to lose the most important series of the season to date. 
And yet again, another opportunity for you to show, I don't know, the tiniest inkling of interest in your team or in the situation that they are in. And you don't do it. Like, if I see one more shot of you just sitting in the dugout looking like you're you're napping with your eyes open when one of these situations happens again, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm already losing my mind. What are you doing? Buck Showalter would have tackled the umpire in that spot. I mean, I made the f- I, I definitely ripped the Mets a bit when they were like, oh, we're going to go the Buck Showalter route. 70-plus-year-old J- Buck Show. I was like, oh, come on, guys. I like Buck. What are you doing? I was wrong. Buck Showalter's been great for them. He's added a, a toughness and an attitude to that team. They're feisty. You know who doesn't have toughness or attitude? Joe Girardi. I don't know if Joe Girardi has anything in terms of, of, of uh, you know, Adding anything other than placid, you know, nothing stares to this team. I don't, I mean, it is it is astounding. It is astounding. I feel like opportunity after opportunity, remember it with the Bohm thing last time, remember it with the Schwarber ejection. Like, this, it really does seem like Joe Girardi is asleep at the wheel, not just metaphorically, literally. I think he's napping during these games or something. How is that guy not shot out of a cannon off the bench last night? How? You just had another crappy performance against the Mets in a massive series and a massive game. Can maybe get your season rolling a little bit and maybe throw a wrench in the Mets season, which is clearly rolling along just fine. Like, you have an opportunity where, yes, the game's over, but you have an opportunity to show your team a little life? Show your team a little fire? Invigorate your team? Excite your team? Get someone going a little bit? You have a chance, an opportunity to, I don't know, just show a little life yourself. Maybe get show all the frustrations from the mediocre brand of baseball your team has played at your behest. Go out there, do something, Joe. Go out and yell. Show us you have a pulse. Show your team that you have their back. Because, look, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not in the locker room, clubhouse, all that, and obviously we don't know all that stuff, whatever. But, like, the, what we see of Joe Girardi, if I were a player, I would not feel like he has my back all the time. Because we've seen it. I mean, the Schwarber thing, he came out and he looked like he was, a, again, like he was like uh, in the middle of taking a nap. He wanted to come out and talk to Angel Hernandez and say, all right, Angel, can we just figure this out so I go back to my nap? I'm literally in the middle of a nap right now. I mean, come on. All right, Schwarber, calm down. Daddy's got to take a nap. That's what it felt like. And last night, they panned to the dugout after Bohm gets hit and Bohm slams his bat on the ground. He's looking at the pitcher and they panned to the dugout and there's Girardi. Sleeping with his eyes open. Again. Just a dumbfounded look on his face. I just... God, I can't stand him. I think he's such a bad manager. He's such a bad in-game manager. We know that. The Alvarado stuff. Like, just over and over. The decisions with the pitching staff. Just over and over and over again. A disastrous manager. But, I mean, I just think this guy adds no life to this team. There's no juice that they get from this guy. There's nothing that this dude does that makes this team better. Nothing. Nothing.
This guy does nothing to make the team better. Actively makes them worse in a lot of spots and does nothing to make them better. Seriously, I'm I'm just beyond disappointed with what we've seen from Girardi. And just another example, again, like, there's no life with this guy. There's no life. How's your team supposed to be expected to go out and ratchet it up every single day? That's the thing about baseball. We talk about it all the time, but it's so true. For these guys, it is a grind. And, it, you know, look, they're playing a kid's game, so you know, I'm not saying this from a... You know, a uh, sympathetic point of view, but more in the reality of what it is point of view. And that this is a, a grind, man. There's 162 of these. It's like a, and especially with a shortened, you know, condensed season, it's like 162 games in like 170 days or something. You know, it's nuts. It's it's a it's a real grind. It's a real intense thing to have to ratchet it up every single day to get up and go and get up and go and be consistent and hit and have energy and have life and. Be a team that shows up every day. I, I I get it. I really do. I think it is a, you know, a, a a bigger ask than we probably usually mention it to be. But but a lot of times you can get that from your manager, that guy, that calming force, that presence, but also that fire is going to get you through every game and keep you guys even keeled and keep you guys ready to go out and compete every day. And I've just seen none of that from Jardy. None of that. None of that. I think he is among the worst managers I've ever seen in terms of passion, fire, showing some some heat every once in a while, showing like again that his teammates that he has their back. You know, it's just um again, I'm 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 floored by it. I'm floored by it. It's incredibly disappointed, floored. I think Jarardi's a disastrous manager and I honestly think he's holding this team back and and again, uh, the the in-game stuff is bad, but but even more so is there's just the you know, the lack of culture, the lack of energy, the lack of camaraderie, the lack of excitement we see with this team, like over and over and over again for years now, for years with this guy, for years, the entire time he's been here, I thought he was going to bring this special kind of persona, this special kind of guy who can come in and, and, you know, the Joe Girardi way, this is how you play, this is how you work, this is how you go about your business. I expected that, and it has been nothing of the sort. Like, nothing of the sort. Nothing even close. It's been, a, as we've talked about, in fact, a gigantic disappointment, and nothing less. He's been really disappointing, and honestly, the more he, uh, the more he, um, the more he continues to do this, I think, like, the more likely that he's not going to be the manager here that much longer. Now, that's not happening yet, but, I mean, it's go time, bro. Like we are not messing around. Um, the 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 playoffs are bust this year. Maybe show a little fire if it, to save your job. Could you do that? Maybe I don't know. We're gonna find out. But I'm um, really really disappointed with Jordy and disappointed with the Phillies this week. I don't know how you couldn't be. Back at it this week as we've talked about a bunch. They got a massive stretch of baseball coming up. So it's two against the uh, off day today, as we said. Two against the Rangers and then four against the Mets. Like we just talked about. We'll get to those in a sec. But then after that, it's in Seattle. In L.A. for the Dodgers, home versus the Padres, home versus the Dodgers, at Atlanta, at New York for the Mets again, home versus San Francisco, home versus the Angels, at Minnesota, or at Milwaukee. So it's, maybe other than Atlanta, I think every single one of those teams is over 500, and Texas, obviously. But that's a serious stretch of baseball. 
This Phillies team better put it together quickly and soon, or else they're they're going to be in trouble. This is it's put up or shut up time. It really is. All right. Um, so off day today. We'll we'll look ahead more tomorrow. But uh, Texas series Suarez and Wheeler uh, going that, and then it's Nola Gibson, Eflin, and Suarez against the Mets this weekend. That is a massive series. The Mets come to town. The Phillies obviously been better at home than on the road. So you know, you'd like seeing me better on the road. That's for sure. But hopefully they can take advantage of this opportunity at home. Is they need some wins here after that series yet again losing the Mets. They need some wins and they need to show some fire, show some life here, you know? Just kind of middling along. Let's get on a roll here. Schwarber tried. Schwarber's been getting hot. Let's get some other guys hot. Let's get going. Get some fire, some passion here. Um, as uh, you know, they take their cues from the manager. It, it hasn't worked. They need to find another way to get themselves fired up. Um, either way. Off day today, so we'll, we'll take our time, relax, lick our wounds, and then back at it tomorrow against Texas. We'll be back to preview that tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.